Watching the news every day can be quite discouraging. Hate and anger, accusations and denials, death and destruction caused by man and nature can lead us to throw up our hands in despair. It seems in recent months, some news broadcasters try to end up on a high note. A story showing people with, generation, with generous spirits helping people and animals and finding ways to build relationships. I see these as the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. We need to see that. Of course, this is not the first time communities have needed to hear words of hope. The prophet Isaiah was speaking and writing to people of Judah who had seen their neighbors in the northern tribal areas of Zebulon and Naphtali invaded. Even though Israel's dominance over Judah had been oppressive, Judah also feared the invading Assyrians. Isaiah's audience also seemed to be walking in darkness and searching for hope. In previous passages, the prophet proclaims judgment on the people, but then he transitions from darkness to the hope of the bright light of the new age. God has not deserted them. Soon God's light will break through the gloom and the anguish. Matthew uses the words of the prophet at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry to indicate that Jesus is the fulfillment of Isaiah's words of hope. Proclaiming that the kingdom of heaven has now come near, he calls people to turn to a new way of being and follow him. Who, scripture tells us, is the light of the world. Our first reading is from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. But there will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond Jordan, Galilee of the nations. <clears throat> the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. And our second reading is from Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 23. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that when what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulon, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, 
Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat within their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. May God bless our understanding of this reading. Thanks be to God. In our scripture, we hear that Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise of the prophet Isaiah. Jesus is the light of God that has come into the world. After his baptism in the river Jordan and his temptation in the wilderness, Jesus left the place he had grown up in and made his own home by the Sea of Galilee, at least for a while. As he walks along the shore, he encounters Peter, Andrew, and then James and John, and tells them to follow him, because he has something new for them to do. They must have seen something in his face, heard something in his voice, witnessed something about him, for them to, without hesitation, leave behind the life they knew, and follow him. There is a choice to make when God calls, to say, to stay with what you know, or step out, turn toward the light, and walk with God. <coughs> the fishermen clearly turned to the light. Now when I was in seminary, I appreciated the light that shined through the windows of my dorm. I stayed there one night a week so that I could have classes before and classes after and then go home. The first floor community kitchen was small, but it had room for a table against the outside wall made up of a large window. And then there was a door that opened out onto the porch. It was a pleasant place to sit and have tea and breakfast or tea and a snack while watching the birds and the squirrels and the trees, or in the winter, the snow drifting down and gathering on the dark branches. Someone each fall, and I never found out who in my six years of going there, would bring in the begonias that had sat out on the deck or the porch all summer long, and they put them in the window box on the sill of the window in the kitchen. 
and before long the plants would have turned their backs to the darker interior and the little pink flowers would appear practically kissing the glass. Even if someone took the initiative to turn the plants, the plants would soon again be pressing their faces towards the light. Interestingly, when they were not turned for a long period, the leaves on the dark side would yellow and fall off. As we know, light is essential to growth and good health for most plants. Now I won't go into the science of it all, but without light, there would be no plants and life as we know it would end. The bottom line is that the plants in the window turn towards the light for energy to live. This is true of our outdoor gardens as well. Even shade-loving plants need light. To live full and truly rewarding lives, we too need to turn towards the light, that is, the light of God. Like John the Baptist, Jesus calls people to repent, turn away from life separated from God. Why should we repent? Because the kingdom of heaven has come near, or another way of saying it, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is not somewhere out there that's going to suddenly descend upon us. It's already coming into our lives and into this world. And we have a job to do. And that begins with repentance. In my experience, it is difficult to give up something that you are used to. That is why so many New Year's resolutions fail, in my opinion. Such resolutions may be to stop eating so much junk food, to stop smoking or stop drinking alcohol or stop feeling angry and hateful towards those who are different, who believe differently. Stop being jealous of our neighbors. You can insert any negative activity you want for what you want to give up. But to be successful, I would argue, repentance requires putting something in place of that which you are changing. And Jesus gives us our help. Follow me, he says. He says it to Peter and Andrew and James and John and you and me. That is, get involved in bringing the light into your corner of the world. This repentance is more than just a process, more of a process than a decision. Yes, we have to make the decision that we're going to change, but it's not like snap your fingers and you've changed. It takes time. The image of the path speckled with light and dark reminds me that life is a journey during which God's light breaks through and encourages us and brightens our way. Jesus tells those first disciples and us, turn away from your life without me, without God, and follow me and I will take your gifts and use them for ushering in the realm of God. 
Certainly. There are dark times, stormy times in everyone's life. Sometimes you just want to hunker down and not come out of your house. And other times you're out there in the midst of the storm being buffeted by all the forces. But in time, the sun breaks through. Calm is restored. Peace is reestablished. And we are reminded that the sun, which is shining so nicely right now, the sun is always there, but sometimes on the other side of the dark cloud. Last September, I was in northern Maine along the coast when Hurricane Dorian passed by. The house had a wonderful view of the water and a lovely stretch of beach to walk along. Although we were somewhat sheltered by Campobello Island, the water surged against the beach, the winds battered the home, and the rain crashed against the windows. And we watched as the heavy lawn furniture skated across the deck. And we moved it back, closer to the house, and we watched the lawn furniture skate across the deck. Those winds were strong. The sky turned black before the rain and was still dark as night fell at the end of the day. But the sunrise the next morning, as seen in the photo that's on the cover of the bulletin, broke through the darkness and revealed a calm sea and departing clouds. The storm had passed and peace had returned. How important it is for us to see the light after the storm. Now there's a story of two men in the same hospital room. One was by the window and the other, obviously, was on the other side of the room and there was a curtain between them. And the second man would ask the first to tell him what he saw out the window. What the day was like. And the first man, the one by the window, would tell him about the sunrise, about the blue sky with the white clouds, about the trees moving in the breeze, about the birds that just flew by and the pigeons on the windowsill. Now this first man was discharged before the second and the second man so wanted to see out those windows that he asked to be moved to that other side by the window. But to his surprise, when he got moved and he looked out the window, all he saw was a brick wall. He questioned the nurse, who said the first man could not have seen what he was talking about because he was blind. What a lesson for that man and for us. The light and the beauty was in the heart and mind of the first man, and his telling was a gift to the other. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus tells his followers that they are the light of the world and to let their light shine for others. God's light breaks through our darkness and as followers of Jesus, we are too. We are there to reflect the light into the world. 
Oh, there are days, and there are weeks, and even months, when we sometimes just don't see the light, when we don't want to see the light, when we are really in a bad place. And that is when the rest of us need to pay attention and shine the light in on the one that is struggling. In the days of Isaiah, and the days of Jesus' earthly ministry, and in our day, God lights shines on those that are ostracized, condemned, discarded by the powers that be, as well as those who suffer persecution because of their political stand, or their social standing, or their religion. Jesus says, follow me in feeding the hungry, welcoming the stranger, caring for the sick and the lonely, visiting the prisoner, giving clothes to the naked. There are many opportunities in this faith community. Just look at the weekly word or the monthly reminder. But there's also things that we can do on our own. Last week, Kate mentioned one of them, and that was to smile at somebody. Have you been to a grocery store where the person checking you out is doing the job and just doing it and doing it? and you give them a smile and you say, thank you, and they give you a smile right back. Maybe you changed their day and made it just a little bit better. We can be listening and compassionate people to those that are struggling. We can offer a knowing smile to a mother that's in the grocery store watching her child have a total meltdown and everybody's looking at her like, what kind of mother is she? And she's a good mother, but her child is struggling. And she sees you smile, and she knows that you know what she's going through. God's light is breaking through, my friends, breaking through the chaos of our world, and enlivens us to reflect that light of love, justice, and peace, wherever we are. Step into the light and follow Jesus. Amen.
Hmm. 